millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to the following on podcast. I'm Neil Manthorpe in Cape Town, where England have just played their first intra-squad warm-up match of their tour of South Africa. And it was an entertaining one as well. We'll be talking all about that in just a moment with um, Team Butler beating Team Morgan by 50 runs. In today's show, you'll discover who impressed in that game, find out about uh, the notable moments in the game, and you'll hear a little bit from Sam Billings, who uh, featured with 52 from 44 balls. As myself and Rory Dullard from the Press Association run our eye over the day's events. Just remember that England's entire tour of South Africa is exclusively live on TalkSport 2. You're listening to Following On. So as I mentioned, I'm uh, joined by the entire press corps here at Newlands. All day, it's been just me and Rory Dollard. We're the only two uh, reporters and journalists that uh, have been allowed into Newlands to watch the game. And uh, Rory, it was it was a heck of a game. And before we get into the details of the scorecard and who did what, it was the intensity that really, really surprised me. And I know that that might sound like uh, it's, a, it's a backhanded bit of praise. And maybe I, I should have been expecting the intensity and the professionalism with which England played the game, but it was seriously entertaining cricket. It did not look like uh, an intra-squad game. Yeah, yeah, Neil. I mean, the last time I was here was the the New Year a Test match. It doesn't feel like, I mean, it doesn't look like long ago on the calendar. But it, we've lived several lifetimes across the world since uh, since January, haven't we? But you know, back then we had the crowds were absolutely filling the grass banks here. Ben Stokes was being Superman, and it was just a fantastic occasion this very very different the grounds a building site we're the only people here um but as you say the cricket it was strong it was it was proper cricket uh 
you know, not it wasn't middle practice by any means. This this was two teams looking to to get something out of their experience, and and they absolutely did. So yeah, not not cricket as we as we would love to have it, but a pretty good uh, facsimile, I reckon. When Chris Silverwood took over as coach, he he was sort of. Um... He was a bit anti the, the kind of benefit match type approach and the sort of glorified net session. And he was all in favour of, of playing first class proper cricket matches with 11 players aside. Um, and that, that was reflected today. Yeah, he, he was. He made a point of it. You know, England have gathered, deservedly gathered, a bit, a bit of a reputation as being slow starters on tour overseas. You know, the, the preparations aren't what they could be. And we've seen some, some rubbish games, frankly. You know, very weak home oppositions, often by design, because that plays uh, into hands sometimes. But, yeah, Chris Silver was very, very keen to be intense and to have the cricket mean something. You know, in the past, we've had people wandering in, batting twice in a day, uh, mixing and matching the 11s over the course of a match to sort of gerrymander some kind of fixture. But he wanted it to be intense. And I don't think we were heading in this direction of carrying 23, 24 players on tour because frankly who could afford that in in normal times we've been boxed into this situation by by covid and, and by the fact that we can't play a local 11 but the the result the end point that we found ourselves at is is really strong cricket and honestly i i would love it to stay i don't know if the budgets can can extend this far but carrying two teams worth of england cricketers on tour and seeing games like this to get the guys up to speed it, it works out just great i think so, uh, Team Butler made 255. I always thought it was a good score because I, I recognised immediately, knowing this ground as well as I do, that it was a really slow, grippy wicket. Uh, uh, driving the ball was going to be dangerous, unless it was a half volley, basically. And, and, and some players picked up on that and assessed conditions much more quickly than others, the two most obvious being Joe Root and Sam Billings, who added uh, 101 together. Root's run a ball 77 was just dripping with class um and billings well he, he he also looked very very classy and and you know just chose the right balls to hit he made 52 from 44 yeah i mean that that was probably the the whole shooting match was that was that stand really they put on a century in good time they probably they probably briefly suckered some other guys into thinking it was a slightly different pitch to, to what it was it was it, it was a difficult pitch. It was slow. There was a short boundary, a really short boundary, over the other side to the mountain, and uh, and it, we didn't see that get peppered hardly at all. Well, you know, a couple of a couple of long hops got dispatched, but you know, it was it was not a pitch to put the ball where you fancied. It was more more a sort of a workers' game. And and Joe Root, cripes. I mean, we have this conversation in England a hell of a lot about he's him not making the T Twenty squad, and you know, maybe that's. A workload thing, you know. We've got this little thing called the Ashes that we quite like to worry about, and 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 I think he's got that plenty on his hands with that. But he wants to play T Twenty cricket. He wants to be in that team, and he's not at the moment. He's travelling here for the for the fifty over cricket, and an innings like today just makes you it begs the question: when he becomes a non viable player for this England team because he's the captain of the Test team and he's fantastic. He's an absolute linchpin in the fifty over team. This is a 40-over game, and he's been the best player on the park just about. I don't know when the equation flips that he becomes not selectable, or, or it's not viable or not useful to select him. Is it 30-overs? Is that where it stops? Is it 25-overs? At the moment, it's 20-overs. But, you know, he picked up a wicket again with the off-spin. He, he offers a great deal, and going to a T20 World Cup later this year, where, you know, there, there could be 
difficult pitches and, and awkward pitches, you know, nobody reads it better. Sam Billings said that. At the end, Sam Billings hit the ball beautifully, and he's in lovely form. But he said at the other end, working out how to read a pitch, how to read a total, there's nobody better than Joe Root, and you couldn't disagree. Thing is, um, you know, we've got the, the, the team sheet here, and, you know, you and I were looking at it, and it was really beginning to sink in at the beginning of the game. And you, you look at these two teams and you think, bloody hell, either of these 11s could represent England. And, and you know, and there's and 11 would have to miss out. So I, I figure it must be a workload thing with Joe Root. You know, they just... You, you don't want your test captain playing all three formats. That's, that's all it can be. And, you know, he's, he's a brilliant player to be missing out. But there's, there's half a dozen or ten more who are also going to be missing out. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I, I suppose England have England have mixed it up a little bit here. We were talking before, and they've got two quick, ball, really, you know, two really quick bowlers, and they one on each side. They've got one of their spinners, Moeen and Rashid, on each side. They've got one of their first choice openers on each side, and they've got one player with the surname Curran on each side. It's you know they, they've they've pieced it out quite cleverly about how these two teams balance up. But yeah, you, you look and honestly, we've gone to World Cups with teams considerably worse than both of these 11s. So uh, England, in terms of their white ball cricket, the stocks are richer uh, than we've had for a long, long time. And actually, on that point, let's, um, let's hear from Sam Billings, because you and I spoke to him afterwards um, and, and about his innings, but also about the intensity of, uh, of the game uh, and the fact that there are so many players pushing for a place. Here's Sam Billings. It was a difficult wicket, wasn't it? But you seemed to assess it pretty, pretty well, and um, and and you looked good. Did you feel good? Yeah, it was it was nice to get back out there. Obviously, been a couple of months since last played out in the middle, so a um, bit better than hitting balls in the indoor centre at Canterbury. So, uh, I mean, in terms of reading the wicket, there's not many better people to have at the other end in terms of Joe Root. So, um, it's always great to bat with someone like that who thinks about the game, thinks about conditions, and I mean, to get a runner ball on there, uh, seventy odd, whatever he got, um, shows kind of what what a thinking cricketer he is. But the the ability to execute that as well is a pretty pretty good skill to have. So. Um, yeah, you learn plenty every single time you go out there and I haven't actually played here before so um, I think it's the nature of these wickets actually quite stoppy and you'll have to adapt accordingly. It might not be a kind of 200 plays 200 every single game. So um, yeah, it'll be the guys who adapt quickest um, have the most success. First time at Newlands. It's, um, it's well, quite I've, been, I've been here. I've done a lot of 12th man here. So uh, <laughs> I, just, uh, I just haven't played. So yeah, first time I've played out here. And a hundred partnership is a hundred partnership, um, even if it is against your teammates. As I was, I, as we, we spoke to Ollie Stone yesterday, and I, I pointed out that the, the two of us who, who watched the game were quite taken aback by by the intensity and the competitive nature of an intra-squad game. I mean, I, I've seen I've seen first-class warm-up games with less intensity. Probably first-class games, full stop. Actually. Um, <laughs> I think with this white ball group, it's come on so so much over the last four or five years, uh, and it's a testament to every single individual uh, around this group. You've got to keep moving forward, both as individuals but as a team, um, to get better and better, and that's what this team wants to do. So anyone who rests on their laurels, there's someone behind them um, wanting wanting that position. So you, that's why that's where the intensity comes from. Um, internal competition is fantastic for any team and squad. So, um, yeah, there, there are places up for grabs, people want to play, and, um, yeah, I'm definitely in that boat. 
Are you, or do you feel like you're an incumbent in the T20 team? I, I mean, are you hoping to start there and, 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 and perhaps push for a place in the 50-over team? Um, I, I'm not really too sure. To be honest, I just want to play as much cricket as possible. I think I've uh, I played pretty well over the summer, um, consistently as well, which, which has been probably the downfall in my past where I've kind of had a sporadic opportunity here or there and um, sometimes taking it, sometimes not. And that was the most pleasing thing for me was that form throughout the summer was consistent uh, against three different uh, bowling attacks, each posing a different kind of um, challenge, I suppose. So, yeah, look, I'm just I'm ready to go, basically. Um, and, look, it's just great to get out in the middle and get a few runs under my belt, regardless of it being an inter-squad game. And finally, from a personal point of view, how, how it hasn't been that long, I suppose, um, there are players who have been in bubbles for months, but how, how is it coping? How are you coping with it? And, and are you aware of the problems that the South Africans have had with a couple of positive tests? I mean, has that been a distraction? I think the great thing about this team, again, is, is we just concentrate on what we want to do um, in terms of preparation and how we go about our business. Obviously, we've flown out here. We're, we're aware of what we need to do as players in terms of the responsibilities that we have, um, and that's all we can do. Um, yeah, it's up to them. How, how they do it doesn't he speak well in fact don't most of the England team uh, speak well but but you know if, if Frank and un, honest he doesn't know if he's uh, an incumbent in the T20 team um, he was wasn't he in the English summer but um, as, as as I said he he accepts that there's a lot of quality players competing for the for that middle order place yeah I mean Sam actually had a fantastic he he, uh, he really benefited from the split the split teams last summer with the, the squads sort of operating on two levels uh, in two different bubbles. He flourished and he had a bit of extra responsibility in that white ball team in the summer. And he, he you know, he carried the load wonderfully. He, he's always been, I mean, he's one of the best players to watch in the nets, Sam Billings, because he's got every single shot. You know, and when he decides to work on his lap, he does it brilliantly. When he's hitting down the ground, it's fantastic. In the past, he has admitted that, you know, maybe when he's had one game in a series... To make his mark, he's almost tried too hard and done too much. Well, at the moment, he's on a little run of games in the team, knowing he's going to get uh, get his shot, and, and he's been wonderful. Today, he was good again. Now, this is a really super strong uh, you know, bunch of players who are all playing for only a handful of spots, so we'll see where that work has got him. But he, he's, at the age of what he is, 29, say now, He his game looks in as good an order as it's been. His mind is really, really clear. You know, he's... He has got all these shots, but he's deploying them a little bit more judiciously now than, than, he, than he has done perhaps at times. And he looks like a horse to back. You know, he, he's in a good run and, and I'd love to see him to get the shot and, and really run with it this, uh, these next few weeks. So we've spoken about uh, the, the, those guys who put the big numbers or the impressive numbers on the board. Um, but, the, you know, the truth is, as an England squad, as a warm-up game, 16 bowlers, eight on each side, bowled four overs at least... And 17 of the 22 batsmen we saw on show got to double figures. You don't get a better all-round warm-up match than that. No, I mean, when, when, when they're looking to, to put the puzzle together and, and work out which of the spares, <laughs> they've got all the information that they need. You know, they've got another, another day of warm-up cricket down in Pal, um, but, but they've got the information, you know, they've seen who, who's up at the speeds, who's, who's getting the getting the game as they would like them to. They've had a look at a few different head-to-heads. So it's, it's really a, a valuable run out, this. You know, no, no fans in the crowd, a little bit of 
a little bit of head to head, but but they've seen where people are at, and they're gonna you know they're not making decisions in the in the in the dark at the moment, which is great. Thanks for your company, Rory. This is the smallest press call that I've ever experienced in my life, but you've actually done matches, international matches, man alone, haven't you? I have, yeah. In, in the summer, just gone. Uh, I was at the Aegeus Bowl, and I was pretty much uh, a lone a lone voice in the stands there, <laughs> to, to, talking to myself. But uh, what you do notice actually in these really um, quiet days, and I noticed it. Uh, in the summer when I was the only person there is England are quite a quiet team actually and that, that they don't do an awful lot of talking the Pakistan team and the uh, West Indies team when they did inter-squad games they were giving each other almighty hell you know there was Shannon Gabriel would have got himself a good few disciplinary points I reckon if there was a match referee in tour in the summer but England are a little more calmer they, I feel like they don't they don't feel there's an awful lot to prove to each other they've, they've done a lot of that hard work you know, I feel like maybe in years gone by, these games might have been a little more fractious, it, you know, squabbling over the crumbs. Um, but, but they know where they're at. They're driving each other on to, to, to sort of really high standards. And they're quite a content team. There's not a lot of uh, yelling and hollering at each other. Barring Jason Roy, he's got a good set of lungs on him. And we're going to do it all again on Monday. Cheers, cheers Rory. Thanks. Good to see you. Big thanks to Rory and also uh, to the ECB for allowing TalkSport access to this warm-up match. You'll be able to follow coverage of the T20, and it's a double header that warm-up on Monday. They're playing uh, two games, a day game and an evening game. You'll be able to follow all the action across both TalkSport and TalkSport 2. You can listen and subscribe to the following on podcast on Acast, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And download the TalkSport app so you can tune into TalkSport's exclusive coverage of England's tour of South Africa on the go. Thanks for listening. I'm Neil Manthorpe. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 